No, I think it's uh, it's an absolutely bad trend for the industry. The industry was already polluted with cheap content. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by Tim Solos, the CMO at Hrefs, one of the biggest and best SEO tools on the internet. Hrefs are one of the clear success stories of a bootstrap company growing to be an eight-figure brand over the past decade. Things really took off when Tim took over marketing for the company back in 2015, first focusing on growing the blog before experimenting with different marketing channels to bring Hrefs to its current size. In this episode, Tim brings a mini SEO masterclass for SaaS founders, gives his thoughts on how AI content will affect SEO, and reveals if he has ambitions to start his very own side project. So I learned a ton about SEO in this episode, but you know where else I learn about SEO? The Ramen Club community. There are some serious founders in there who have built some impressive businesses using SEO as their main channel. Yusaba from Veed, who grew to 7 million ARR bootstrap before raising. There's also a growth mentor available in the community to help with all of your marketing questions. The community is the most active and friendly I've been in. There are weekly in real life co-working events, discounts, workshops, and in-house mentors like I mentioned before, for not only marketing, but finance and much more. So join me and my friends at Ramen Club to help you get your startup to ramen profitability and beyond. Go to ramenclub.so and use code IndieBytes to get get 15% off your first month. Link are in the show notes. Tim, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? Hey, James. Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. Now, a lot of indie hackers and founders are interested in SEO. They want to do it. They see it this goldmine of free traffic that if they just spend their time on, they can grow. But often they don't know exactly where they should start. Like, what is the first step they should take? So for you, Tim, if you were to start Using SEO for a new SaaS tool, what would you have to do? So first of all, they should do an SEO audit of their website. And what you're looking for there is make sure that your website is crawlable, indexable, that it doesn't generate lots of duplicated content. Just make sure that your website is technically healthy and is not causing Google any issues crawling and understanding it. So that's the first thing you can do. It's very simple. Shameless plug, HREFs we have a free tool for SEO audits. The next thing you should do after you ensure that your website is technically sound is make sure that every page on your website, whenever you have some features, some services or whatever things that you do, or even like how-to guides on using your software, that they are targeting some kind of keyword that people are searching for. So whatever your software does, there are plenty of ways of how people would search for what it does, search for that problem or search for that solution or some things around that. So you have to make sure that you have uh, dedicated pages addressing that. So don't put all the stuff that you do on the homepage and expect your homepage to rank uh, for all the issues, for all the problems, for all the questions that your software solves for people. And finally, for Google to like your website and to consider it an authority, you have to have backlinks. So what do you do? You can check some other softwares in your industry. You can plug their websites into Ahrefs. And you can see where they got their backing. So who is linking to the home pages of the softwares that kind of you look up to? Because when, when people link to the home page, they link to, to the actual product. Unlike when they link to some article on their blog, they might link it to a specific piece of information, which you might not have on your website. And uh, figure out if you can get similar links for your own software. Tim, that is such a wonderfully brilliant and concise three-step framework to get started with SEO. I can tell you have 
said that many times. How much has that changed over the years? Of course, Google is getting more complex. They're trying to understand more about your website and they're trying to retrieve more information about every web page to be able to serve proper answers to people's questions. This is why the kind of the markup evolves of what, what you can do on your page to help Google understand what this page is about. So this is called technical SEO, but it mostly implies for kind of bigger websites with more information, with more pages, with complex structure. If you're just starting out, you probably don't need all that. As for optimizing your site for, for keywords, making sure you have dedicated pages addre addressing different topics, different things that have been around for a while. Google ranks pages. So if you want to rank for something specific, you need to have a page about that. And finally, backlinks. This is how Google started in the first place. The innovation that they brought to the industry in the first place is that they started gauging the value of web pages by how many backlinks they have from other websites. So the more backlinks you have, the more authority you have in the eyes of Google. This is why backlinks are absolutely fundamental and absolutely necessary for your website to perform well. There is a lot of debate if backlinks and link building is needed or not. But let me put it this way. If your competitors have a lot of backlinks and you don't, you're not going to outrank them. That's for sure. How do you feel about when you've done everything you've just said? You started building your backlinks, you've started making all these pages, but after sort of six, eight months, you don't seem to be ranking for anything. Do you see this often? Or is it a case that if you follow the fundamentals, you will start ranking? But this doesn't necessarily depend on the SEO. This depends on how good your product yeah. or how good your information is. So think about it. If some popular, I don't know, person in neuroscience would start a brand new blog and publishes a few interesting articles kind of catering to regular people, not other neuroscientists or something, they would immediately start ranking for all these keywords because they have so much authority that other people for in the industry, I don't know, health industry, productivity industry, whatever article applies to them, they would reference it because they know that this person has a lot of credibility. If you are just starting out, if you didn't build your name in the industry yet, it can take years because people won't link to you because they don't have respect for you yet. That's about it. Interesting. Talking of credibility and trust, what do you think of these AI tools that are swooping in and becoming ever popular? Is Google going to be able to differentiate between them? Do you think it is a good trend for the industry? No, I think it's, uh, it's an absolutely bad trend for the industry. The industry was already polluted with cheap content. When, like I just said, when you start a website about neuroscience without any knowledge of neuroscience, and you then go and hire the cheapest writers possible and give them some basic briefs of how to write an article that seems to be optimized for the keyword they're writing about. And they basically go ahead, search for some other articles on the topic, take bits and pieces of them and rewrite and create kind of like copycat content. So what AI does is it does it better than those cheap writers and it <laughs> does it very fast and it does it at scale and it very cheaply. So yeah, I don't like the trend because this doesn't create anything new. And I cannot deny that some people are having lots of results with it because it is easy to generate hundreds of pages with the click of a button. but. If you think about it going forward, as more people enter the same industry and try to compete with you for the same keywords, and they click the same button to generate their content, each keyword gets polluted 
with copycat content written by AI tools. But I think Google has some concept called information gain where they can identify how much of original thought, original ideas are in your article. And this is only possible if the article is written by a human being and that human being is at the forefront of their industry. What I'm taking for this is that they're, well, you said that it's polluted with already bad content. AI is just adding to the problem. So there is a certain bar you can get beyond just by writing your own original content. So maybe avoid those, get your head down and write some good stuff, some quality stuff. I would actually rephrase it to doing original work. Because whenever a person writes an article, they consider it to be original because it's their thoughts. And their, if mm. their thoughts are coming from some other articles, they are suddenly not original. So you have to do some original work. You have to take someone else's ideas a step forward and offer the world something that hasn't been said or done before. So it's not about writing something. It's about doing something and then writing about it. I want to talk a little bit about you, Hrefs, and the marketing that you've personally done. What marketing channel do you enjoy the most? That's a very good question. I think as a person teaching, I would love to do a live course. So I actually, I actually like the workshops format a lot when you have a small quantity of people and you can spend quality time with them and, and establish a personal connection. So I think in today's digital world and the abundance of content, that kind of thing is the most precious. And because the attention of people that come to your workshop in person is uh, almost completely undivided. So they're not going to switch to another tab because there's no tab in the first place. So so that is my favorite format. And so historically, HRS didn't do a lot of webinars, but I think next year we're going to try doing more of them and see if people would be showing up to some original content presented on a webinar with an opportunity to then ask some questions to the presenter, being myself, for example, and participate in live Q&A. Would you do it just as a webinar format or a cohort course where people sort of sign up and join along and they're specifically there for that? Yeah, I have this blogging for business course, which we released some four years ago, which is still relatively popular. So it's free Mm. and a bunch of people taking it every week. And as I was thinking to update the course, I was leaning towards the cohort kind of course. Yeah, I think that today it is very easy to publish an article. It is a little harder, but still easy to produce a video and put it on YouTube. But if you can consistently allocate your time to talk to people live, I think that has more value. Tim, we're we're starting to wrap up on time here, but there's one thing I'm curious about in terms of the marketing you've done for Hrefs. You have seemed to throw every single possible marketing experiment at the wall, and this is great to see. Once you do them, you share your learnings on your blog. For all of us people that are trying to understand marketing, it's fun to see when you're spending x thousands of dollars or x tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or something and see how those experiments turn out you've done youtube multiple channels you've been sponsoring a ton of creators twitter threads reddit swag are there any of those experiments and this is quite a broad question that stand out to you that were either impactful or really fun for you so one of the really fun for me was when we spent i think $30,000 to rewrite the copy on our homepage, basically. Yeah, we hired three different copywriting. Each of them, I think, was around 10 grand, plus or minus. 
And we, we compared their results and then we created landing page based on what we thought were the best bits of their work. But in the process of this experiment, first of all, throwing 30K to rewrite the copy of your homepage is not something you see every day. And the interesting takeaway for me personally was that in copywriting, there is no right or wrong way to approach the, I know, the angle, the, the copy of your homepage. So that was the, the biggest takeaway because the three different drafts of copy for our homepage submitted by those three professional agencies were super different. And that was, that was the interesting piece. You, you did a YouTube video on this where you broke down, you did your blog on your YouTube. This was a separate channel called SAS Marketing Vlog. Tim, yeah. uh, well, you, you seem to have stopped doing that. Was that just an experiment? I'd love to see more of you like sharing these experiments on camera. Thank you. That is, that is very aging and motivating. It was actually taking quite a bit of my time. And right now, as we've grown our team, I got a little buried with management slash leadership slash strategic work rather than creating content of my own. Tim, management strategic work seems like a horrible set of buzzwords for indie hackers. Now, you, before you joined HRS, were entrepreneurial yourself. You had started companies and projects. And now you've been in this for this role for like seven, eight years. You're like at the top of your game with it. Do you have any of that entrepreneurial fire back in you where you think, oh, I'd, I might want to start something of my own in the future? So yes and no. So I am ambitious person. This is why I do have thoughts about kind of being a founder of my own company. But because I am an ambitious person, I understand that to start the scale of HRFs would require the kind of skill set that I don't have. And that is a technical skill set, because if you want to do seriously unique and impactful product online, a digital product, you have to have deep technical expertise and you have to be able to differentiate yourself from the competitors, because otherwise another company would come throw 10, 20 millions of uh, some yeah. seed venture-backed rounds, and they would build the thing you build 10 times faster than you have. Well, Tim, you've been hugely insightful. We wrap up three final recommendations. I'd like a book, a podcast, and an indie hacker slash entrepreneur. A book? A, a good one is Perennial Seller by Ryan Folliday. It's about creating work live longer than you. The, the latest podcast that I was listening to is completely unrelated to business or marketing. It was about the Chinese leader Xi Jinping because the economist have produced a very well series of podcasts about his life and how he came to power. I think it's called The Prince. So if people search for okay. The Prince podcast by The Economist, they will find it. I actually struggle to single out anyone. I think learning from a bunch of different people makes, yeah, I, I don't follow anyone specifically. I don't think that anyone specifically inspires me. It's just learning bit by bit for, from different people. Fair enough. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Indie Bites. Thanks a lot for having me, James. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites. Before you go, I've got three more things you could be interested in. First is my podcast with Dangerbert Renouf called This Indie Life. Second is extended ad-free episodes of Indie Bites with the membership. And third, if you have a podcast for editing takes up all of your time, drop me a message and I can help you out. All links, of course, are in the show notes. That's all from me. See you next week.